Hi and welcome to The Real on Architecture. Thank you for joining me today and listening to my podcast. Um, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NY, sorry, Tropical NYAW. Um, and don't forget to check out my website. It's um, therealonarchitecture.com where I have up-to-date things that was going on. Um, with me and um, uh, whether it be the podcast or um, stuff that I may be working on with in, in terms of art I also do have interior design services if you're interested in that as well um, it depends on the region of course so let's get to the podcast today's podcast is going to be about um, two things that just happened um, you know, a question I was asked that was architecturally driven. And I wanted to bring that question here and pose the question and try to answer it as best as I can. Um, you know, understanding the logics of um, my industry. Um, someone posted on my Facebook page, why does... <laughs> They posted this question, and let me just, I'm just laughing because it's so funny. The question they posed was, why does um, an apartment have to be luxurious or luxury? And, you know, I understand the mindset of the person, and I think the reason they asked that question is because a lot of new construction or renovated apartments, most times the they were convert they were um they were converted into apartment complexes that deemed the adjective luxury so before they were considered luxury they were just a regular basic apartment sometimes unkept um not sorry not welcome well kept and um, over the years endured a lot of um damage and needed was in due of renovation was in due need of a a new face a fixer-upper and so all of a sudden once the um you know the tenant has been cleared out it becomes a luxury apartment now i believe there are ways and modes to deal with um to deal with something like that if it you know in terms of um property values and um what's the terminology that they use now um no not use now uh like there is people that work in industries that can come into a place and tell the value of a home um based on the market and based on what was put into it i'm not too versed in these um these terminologies because it's a whole industry it's a, not only a whole industry it's someone goes to school to learn this um it's something that's you know you have to have a grasp on um another thing that i thought was interesting about this question is that it's it's a valid question to ask you know um if it is the reason for the enormous price of an apartment or a home is because it's luxurious 
if that's the the reasoning behind why it is considered luxury i think um people need to to reevaluate who they get their services from um why i say this is because in all construction courses does have a fee estimate um you know construction companies they do biddings to get projects so usually the person with the lowest bidding price is the one the company that gets a project um you know construction cost it has a cost you know in uh there's a cost for building things there's a cost for designing as an architect and this all comes and the price usually is expensive it usually is a good you know you have to have the money to do so um why i'm saying this is mainly because you know um you would find that in places like north carolina the south let's call it the south or the mids you know things tend to be a bit more reasonable priced um especially if you're moving from an area like new york city or a, a big city um everything seems to be more reasonable once you move you know from these places that are super expensive when in all they're probably they're actually probably expensive but <laughs> it's expensive for the for the poor you know for the poor class in that state but for someone moving from new york city it's considered that's a great price you know for rent because a lot of the times when you go to these places to these apartments you're getting one and two bedrooms um the workmanship of the apartments are it's basic you know it's clean it's new um sometimes they're very they're very nice materials they're actual granite you know they're done pretty well and um but in all you know a lot of a lot of this this uh what is it what do you call this um capitalism is all about cost and demand and all these different things and it's about making a profit and what we have to understand is things don't cost things that don't really cause the price that it is to make to be made when it sells sometimes things are marked up like 300 percent and you know there's no regulatory body to say okay that's too much you know you're overdoing it you're price gouging you're you know you do you're overdoing things and um if there's no governing body to do that then you know um yeah things can get get out of hand but the whole um idea of capitalism is we allow the market to dictate the prices of things and sometimes if things are too expensive people just don't get it and then it has no choice but to go down you know or the person who would realize hey i'm losing money i'm not you know i'm not selling my product as i used to um i have to do something you can either a cut your losses or b um decide to lower your prices um the u.s has been very well with doing things like that you know usually in countries they just stick to the price that's there and inflation happens and no one bats an eye they just pay for it and just call it a day 
it's not that they they can't they you know they don't think the prices are expensive they need the items you know whether it be rice or whether it be flour you know if it's like marked up at 300 percent you know you have no choice but to save up your money and get what you need but in the u.s what we've been able to do you know you we're able to um bargain things you know we can put oh 25 percent off this you know there's deals we call them deals but when it comes to construction it all depends on many elements i i can't say specifically because i'm not versed in um the construction management side of things and that's a whole other a whole other thing that requires so much experience understanding you know you can't just know it over over you know over time there's so much things that go into things but in the end we all kind of feel like we're being taken advantage of and it's I can see where people start to think, okay, this is getting out of hand. You know, why is it that some places are so expensive and others? There's just, you know, if you if you haven't done any work on your place, you you know you think you can get the regular price, and then if you have done work on your place, you can call it luxury. You know, so. it's a lot and there's no clear answer to it i think part of it is yes there is some taking advantage of in the situation but it requires when people are doing that it requires a sense of um what's the word there's a need for people to stop and to think about their priorities because a lot of the people that are say purchasing these apartments purchasing these spaces you know they yes they can afford it but some people don't even bargain and bargaining you know is kind of important to keep people on their toes and not feel like okay you know you make an offer for a certain price and you're gonna get it straight off the bat but what tends to happen with real estate and apartments you 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 put in a bin and you bargain you know and there's some people that just don't want to bargain they just want to just purchase and just call it a day and that to me is laziness in terms of not understanding the system in which has 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 developed over time you gotta you gotta study a system before you start to purchase it and i and because because there is a laziness towards it i start to think that it's people that don't understand how real estate works in the u.s because i you know i i don't care if i'm filthy rich i'm gonna bargain a price (laughs) you know if it's 600 million i'm gonna bargain it down at least 550 or 560 i'm not gonna pay full price for any especially in real estate you don't pay full price you bargain now when there is a buyer's market that's one thing you know which people would say now it might be a buyer's market now there is ways to flip that and i mean it's norm it's when people decide okay we're not going to we're not going to pay full price for homes anymore we're going to wait until something happens we're going to wait and see things change 
and when people stop buying now it becomes a seller's market because now buyers are desperate and they need to sell you know um and there's just mechanisms when thought through that um can change things and you know there is ways that people do change systems by writing books and writing articles about things maybe even trying to force hand things for, to happen example you know someone wants their, the system to be um, a buyer's market they can write an article talking about the talking about the lack sorry not the lack but um okay so let me think about this so someone wants the market to be a buyer's market oh let me lose a question for example the question was why does every apartment have to be luxury okay if someone wants it to be um, a market where you know people are not renting up luxury apartments anymore they can write an article talking about no one wants to buy apartments anymore because they're too expensive or they prefer to hold off and wait this could be true or not but if people are reading that no one wants to buy apartments anymore ultimately it's going to get the eye of someone that has an apartment to rent and they're going to be like what do you mean you mean i'm going to have a tough time selling my apartment or renting my apartment should i start to lower my prices now that's what i mean by you can someone can trigger the market how it moves just by putting out there that's what people call the media um, uh, master manipulators um and to be now that everyone is part of the media and we have things called fake news that is kind of like fake news even though it might be a personal um personal experience you know where you just feel it's a certain way because you're noticing your family or friends they're not you know they're not purchasing apartments they're not renting out new apartments and everyone is having a tough time you know but that's from personal experience um it may not be considered fake news no let me take that back it may not be considered fake news but it might be fake news for another town or another city but in all it can trigger an ex and a reaction that will could cause apartment prices to be reduced you know so it could trigger something so once we all understand how things do work in terms of getting ideas out there and getting um, giving it the attention by you know promoting it by posting it on social media by um, getting the article out there to, to more reach then then we can start to say okay now we can you know maybe get the results that we want we want to be able to purchase or rent places that are reasonable priced and that are decently taken care of and um, that's just it okay so enough of that um, there's another question now I kind of forgot what that other question was <laughs> um, darn it I forgot what it was
my god hold on a sec let me check it out let me see okay Oh, okay. It wasn't a question. It was just a report that I posted on my Twitter account um, about the architecture billing um, state in positive territories for third straight month. This is posted by AIA National. And these reports are kind of important. Um, they're kind of important. They um, help... They help... Um, they help companies know how things are going on the market i mean i don't know if it was if it made a huge difference when it came to the market crashing if it really did help people know that the market was going to crash and they had to start to make moves in their company um but it's something that is pivotal it seems in this industry you know finding different streams of income before it's too late um, and I think for all the new graduates and congrats to all the new graduates from architectural school congrats on your big achievement it's not a walk in the park I know for sure I dreaded that whole experience but I learned a lot from it understand that this industry that we're, you're entering is one that can be volatile and it's um, it sucks that you can't minor in anything else while in architecture school because it's so the program is so rigorous because when you come out of architecture school you're facing a world in architecture that's so um, uneasy it's not a very pleasant workspace and you realize when you come out of school that you need to have a secondary stream of income that's um, that's just as strong if not stronger than your architectural uh, pursuits and it's it's sad because you spend all this time in school working on your craft becoming a dis disciplined designer and you come out and you realize um, what do you mean I have to have a you know have another way of making income I and mean, I can't just solely make an income on this industry and I mean this goes for every type of industry I understand but in terms of professional degrees, I believe, I, I, unless someone can come up with a different one, um, a, a, another a degree where it's six to seven years long, well, sorry, five to seven years long, and it's considered an advanced degree that has a thesis year, um, where your chances of staying in a job for more than two years is next to slim or even staying at one job for your entire career is nearly slim to none name me another professional degree that that has that volatility and i can i i, I can't off the top of my head come up with one with one of them um, and another thing about architecture especially if you find a company that you love working in that's amazing you know if you can find that because it you you in my opinion in my in my opinion but from my experience i found that after maybe a year or and a half or so i've kind of found myself a bit bored or um you know in a, in a company and that i mean 
that's not good because that shows that the company isn't uh, it shows that it's not changing with its employers you know it's not keeping the interest and while it is important to keep the bottom dollar and keep the business going that causes high turnovers which for some companies they don't care they don't bother lash at it but in all it's costing them money having to change employees over and over it's it's a cost i mean if you're batting a lash at that then um you don't know how to run a company um but back to the question of understanding the industry this industry is tough a tough one and um you may have to find something that's outside of the industry kind of in it but outside of it that allows you to keep your interest going can balance out um the down times when things are not you know happening well in um in the industries i can't i can't think of other industries that are like consistent that is you know that people always get sick that's like another industry that's never is without constantly um even in a need all the time for someone but it's you know who who wants that you know who really truly wants that i have to go to school for seven almost seven years max i went to school for six years and then realize okay i have to go back to school to do something else or i have to get into a different learn about a different industry to um to balance my my checkbook Uh, that's crazy you know but um everyone's experience is different some people have a great experience in architecture and they never had to face any of those difficulties but others face constantly of wondering if things are going good with the company or going bad and should i be looking for another job so just keep an eye on that as you're getting out into this new world of adult life which is not that exciting i mean there is freedoms with it but um for the most part it's not too exciting <laughs> don't get discouraged it's it's part of the life journey and um yeah thank you for listening to the podcast and that's it for today um sorry for it being late typically i like it to do what day what's the day it is thursday okay it's not truly late because i usually like to bring it out on a wednesday or a thursday um so thank you for listening and i hope you enjoyed and this was informative tell me what you think in the comments below or you can email me um have a wonderful day and um thank you again bye